Well, thank you very much for joining us today on, on CISA Talks. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I know that it's um, pretty busy time for you guys right now. Um, one of the things, I, I'm jumping straight into it, really, one of the things I, I'd like to understand a bit more about and talk with you a bit more about is, is around digital identity verification. You, first of all, explain to me what, what that means and why that's important right now. It'd be really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thanks for having me, Aiden. It's Thank always you. Good to talk with you. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, digital identity verification is uh, is kind of this technology that I think we've all been wanting for a long time, right? Um, one of the problems that we've always kind of looked at is, you know, when we have a user coming in uh, to the system, how do we really believe that that user is who they say they are? Mm. Right. So previously, maybe they walked into um, a bank or into our place of work or their employee and they're just getting hired. And we handed them an authenticator and we're like, all right, we know who you are. Here you go. And so we trusted them at that point because we kind of believed who they said they were. They're not going to tell us they're someone else. But in today's world where we're kind of doing everything digitally and we really don't interact, you know, one on one very, you know, very much anymore. Um, that's really where we have to prove that identity and, and make that trust right from the get-go. And so digital identity verification is this solution that basically says, okay, um, how do we infer trust right from the start? How do we trust that user right from the start, get their devices trusted, get their identity trusted, and then allow them to do transactions with us? You know, mm. allow them to log in, allow them to pay bills, allow them to do all kinds of different things. And, and so it's really that first step. I think, you know, maybe I, I, you know, I've been in this industry now for, for 25 years and back maybe 20 years ago, it was called wet authentication, right? Like how do we, that purse person coming through the door, how do we check to see who they are? And mm. banks did that with, you know, uh, know your, know your customer KYC. Uh, and it, today that's pretty outdated and that information is everywhere. Mm. You know, social engineering has stolen, you know, where I live, how much I pay for my house and my, my previous addresses and everything. That's so right. that's, yeah. yeah it's easy obtainable, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so digital identity verification takes that to the next level, right? It kind of says, okay, um, what do you have that, we can prove, like, so uh, let's take a government-issued identity, okay? So like a driver's license or a government ID or a passport or something, something that, you know, you had to, someone had to prove who they were in order to get it in the first place. Uh, and then once you get that, um, you know, let's scan that that ID through a camera. So technology has come far enough mm. that we can OCR everything on the document, right? We can read barcodes. We can make certain everything that the user is telling us matches what's in that document that we're now taking a picture of. Additionally, we can also look inside that document and see, you know, are there things we don't trust about that document? Right? It's interesting. So I, I, I just just on that point, it's something I noticed the other day is that, you know, I was having to go through a verification process to, to enter my information to verify my identity. And what it was asking me to do is upload a photo. And I'm like, well, I, I've taken a photo now with my driving license, which is on my phone. If I lose my phone, like, that's surely not an effective way of doing it. Surely that should be surely within the app, within the thing itself. And I've seen this on several examples. And I think you've got to be careful how we use that as well, because that's quite a risk as well. 
Yeah, and I think that's absolutely right. You know, so I think we're still in the beginning stages of uh, digital identity verification. Um, mm. We're starting to see that you know the the platform providers are providing digital wallets where we we're we're going to start storing yeah. our identity verification cards. Much better identity. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that's starting, but we're still kind of a paper-based organization right mm -hmm. so we're, we're still using uh, these paper-based processes and so if we can start to digitize them with just scanning of those identities mm -hmm. and so when they're scanning those identities that picture of a picture mm -hmm. we can detect that like we can we we can tell that you took a picture of a picture so if you had it on your phone and yeah. you tried to take a picture of that we can detect if you put another picture of yourself <laughs> on top of someone's license. So yeah, I did that when I was uh, before drinking age here in the U.S. <laughs> but you know, that's that's no longer you know we can detect that now. You know, mm. before you, you it was much di more difficult to do that. It's not so not so difficult to do that anymore. And mm. that component of it, that verification of that 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 paper or or plastic uh, identity card. That's only the first part of proving the identity. The second mm -hmm. part of that is proving the person on the other side that's holding that identity mm -hmm. is actually the same person that's that's mm -hmm. on that identity. And that's where right. you start moving into biometrics, right? Let's take a selfie of the user. And it's not just take a selfie and just take a picture and, mm -hmm. and use a picture. It's more about proving that you're a live human being and mm -hmm. that you're a live human being matches the photo on that document so make you blink make you smile make you turn your head and cough uh all mm. of those things prove your liveliness that then you can then match up with that other and, and that's interesting and that's the process we had to go through for the covid app <clears throat> um so when you go for the nhs app they, they make you turn your head several times to actually validate that you uh um, and for, for all its flaws i think that that was quite it's quite an interesting approach really i think it was really good yeah 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 it, and and that is a you know true liveliness detection that's that's really where you you know you kind of change the difference between you know an iphone uh facial detection or mm -hmm. a, you know a, versus a true biometric where you're actually you know doing more than uh, just see. seeing if the picture matches um right. so mm -hmm. so that kind of gets you into that you know once you're getting into that trusted in, environment there's all kinds of other things that happen too. And it starts to open up here because while you're doing that process, it's not just about the ID and the face. It's also about where you're doing it. Mm. So we get the geolocation because you're doing it on a phone, right? So you have the geolocation information. You start looking at, you know, is the phone compromised? You know, is mm. there, has it been rooted in some way? Is it a bad application? Uh, I think there was a report today that, uh, Google it was said that there were 33% more uh, attacks than there were last year uh, in in the App Store and phishing attacks and what have you. So those attacks just keep going up. And if we can uh, identify what's happening in the context around your your digital identity verification process, we can start to provide a full picture and we can start trusting that. Right. So now we can say, okay, hey. There's a the person and provided a document that they provided their information first. Then they provided a document that backs up their information. We proved that that document is good. We looked at the information on that document. We compared it to what they sent us. We looked at the face. Mm. Well, that looks good. <clears throat> We're now looking at where they're doing this. They're doing this, you know, it looks like in their home location. 
uh, that looks good. They're doing it on a phone that hasn't been compromised. There's no rooting. There's no. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a virus on here. There's no screen scraping. Uh, all of that looks good. And you can do. We do that with something called app shielding. So you, you're kind of looking at all of those different um, factors. And then now you're trusting the user, the device, the device's credentials. So once the device starts generating credentials, and then that opens up kind of this passwordless world for us. Mm. Right. So now when I go to authenticate to I don't need to provide a username and password. Right. I I the bank already trusts or the, the application already trusts mm. who that user is, mm. who that application is, where they're coming from. We're passing all that information in. And the credentials are now, hey, it, it's password. There's no username and password um, in environment anymore. That's so much very interesting. It's a much yeah. better way of doing it, isn't it? <clears throat> I think it. I think it's the way of the future. I think uh, from from uh, you know, I, I know that a lot of users kind of have this this stigma where you you look at it and say, okay, if I'm not entering a username and password, then am I really being secure?